Good Women Who Kill. This is Kai. Our guest today, very funny comedian slash producer slash writer. She does a lot of things. Madison Shepard. Hi. Hi, everyone. Ex-goth. Yes, ex-small goth. Maybe currently still. I listen to Slipknot on the way over here, though. Who are we kidding? Oh, you really? Know? Yeah, of course. They scare me. In the um, they're Why? the guys with them because they're the ones who wear the masks, yeah. right? Um, and apparently, I don't know if this is a, a a metal thing or just a guy thing. Uh, they don't wash them. And I read this story about one of the guys Ugh. who, uh, like, the first few years after he had his mask, um, someone dared him to drink, uh. A beer or a water or something out of it and it almost made him throw up because he hadn't washed it for uh, like that sounds right years that sounds right yeah that's really gross <laughs> that that is both um a weird like metal thing but it also might be a thing of like good luck yeah. or something you know how people like won't i'm never gonna wash this thing or shave my this or cut my whatever i'm just yeah. gonna let it grow out forever which yeah. is also pretty gross. Baseball players do it too, I That's think. That's nasty. Yeah. I don't know why good luck has to be unhygienic. Yeah, it should be good luck should be clean. Yeah. I mean, your lucky your lucky hat's always going to be your lucky hat as long as it's that same hat. Even if it's not that same hat, if you can find the exact same hat, right? It's still going to be your lucky hat. Listen, everything is mass produced nowadays. Yeah. Like there's no reason for any of this. Yeah. Buy, buy 10 all at once, you know what I mean? There's no one of a kind anything anymore. True. You know who was one of a kind in the worst way possible? Lena Baker. That's who we're going to be talking about today. And uh, often we talk about monsters on the show because ladies are monsters too. And yeah. I like to get that across. Yeah. Uh, but uh, usually when we're talking about women of color, <laughs> they weren't monsters. Right. It's complicated. They were railroaded. Lena Baker was uh, a Georgian woman and she was the first woman to be uh, executed. In the state of Georgia. Maybe the only one, actually. I believe, yeah, the only, the first and only. Yeah. Uh, though she was not the first and only lady murderer out no. of Georgia. No. She was the only black lady. Yep. And they killed her. Yeah. So you know that like racism and sexism have a, and classism have a huge hand in this. Mm -hmm. um, her story is like wild. Uh, she was born in 1900. So that should tell you something. Mm -hmm. She's born in 1900 in uh, uh, Cuthbert. Yeah, that Georgia. sounds right. That sounds how you're supposed to pronounce it. Uh, she grew up as a, in a sharecropping family. Yeah. So I believe her, was it her um, grandparents were slaves? Yes. Um, Maybe. Her parents could Even have been. her parents. But she she was not, I mean, like most black people during the Reconstruction, she was not that far removed from it. Mm -hmm. Just like how actually you and I are not actually that far removed yeah. from Jesus. slavery, if you really want to. Just a couple of generations. Yes. Ugh. My grandmother's used to tell me about her grandmother, who was a slave. My great grandma was a sharecropper in uh, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. So probably there's a history of like working in a similar area as enslaved people mm -hmm. previous. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, like she was like super she came from like a poor family um, and like a lot of poor people just kind of did whatever she had to do to like make money and survive. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she had three, uh, three siblings mm -hmm. uh, and her and all of her siblings worked on a worked on a farm. And then when she got a little bit older, she started chopping cotton mm -hmm. uh, and then she started uh, working as a maid. Uh, 
And yes. that's what she did well into her adulthood. But she also had a brief stint as a sex worker. True. Which I think is like a huge... With her com- BFF. Yes. They like started a cat house. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we were talking about cat houses earlier. <laughs> yeah. My cat actually, uh, for those who don't know, my cat Pepper, a real cute little tortie, mm-hmm. uh, came from a place in Fresno. Uh, shout out to Fresno. Cat house on the Kings. <laughs> That's literally what it's called. And uh, I'm not lying when I say that their logo is a cartoon uh, anthropomorphic bunch of cats dressed up like uh, sex working ladies. Yeah. Ladies of the night. Old fashioned ones, I imagine. Yeah. Like uh, fishnets. Yeah. Fishnet thigh highs. Oh, yeah. Uh, fascinators. Although that might be like a classic look. The, the fishnet, the thigh high. I feel uh-huh. like that's like a I'm a I'm a working girl look. <laughs> you know, that says I'm working please don't bother me. It's like a waitress who's wearing an apron or like a nurse who has like a stethoscope around their neck. It's like, I'm busy. I have a chart. (laughs) This is my chart. Uh Uh-huh. You know, (laughs) before there were clear heels, fishnets told a story. Yeah. You know, but she worked as a, as a sex worker for a time until no, we should also mention that like, um, there's a lot of like anti-miscegenation. Am I saying this word right? I don't know. Miscegenation. I believe, I believe so. Yeah. I don't know. But there's this law basically um, up until like the late 60s with the loving versus the state of Virginia. Where people uh, were black people and white people were uh, it was illegal to to date, to, to marry, get married, to have sex. Yeah. They wouldn't even let Filipino and black people get married, which is crazy. Did they think Filipinos were white? I No, they were just like, yeah, we none of y'all. It's can... like, we don't know what you are, but you're not the same thing. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were like, I have a quote, actually, that I pulled about, um, like, there was uh, th- several, like, Congress people have tried to, like, put it in, as an amendment to the Constitution to not have people of different races get married. Like, it's Recently? happened... Well, I mean, like in the last hundred years, okay. like, but you know, it's happened three different times, at least in the history of of America. So this is a quote from a congressman. Uh, This is on the record. It happened. uh, I forget his name. Oh, shoot. I didn't grab his name. Well, dang. Anyways. So this rude ass congressman on December 11th, 1912, intermarriage between whites and blacks is repulsive and adverse to the very sentiment of pure American spirit. It is abhorrent and repugnant to the very principles of Saxon government. It's subversive of social peace. It is destructive of moral supremacy. And ultimately this slavery of white women to black beast will bring this nation a conflict as fatal as ever reddened the soil of Virginia or crimson the mountain paths of Pennsylvania. Let us uproot and exterminate this debasing ultra demoralizing un-American and inhumane leprosy. That sounds like something that the president has framed in, in his <laughs> office. Uh, it was like made with like needlepoint. I think it's like important to like bring that subject up for this story in particular because mm-hmm. I think it plays into the story. Uh, uh, it's it's hard to say like in the eyes of the Georgia state government at the time, what was her bigger crime? Was it being a sex worker? Was it being a victim of sexual assault? Or was it that she was a black woman having sex with a white man? Like right. it, it's kind of like it's so intermingled into the story of Lena Baker's life Mm -hmm. that it's like, we have to mention it that like the world did not only was it racist, but it like absolutely you heard it here in the language. They thought it was like un American for black and white people to get together, even though we know there's a history of 
slave rape and you know most black people have white ancestry due to that and all this kind of stuff and it's debatable whether any of the interactions any of the sexual content contact they had was consensual on her part yeah but um even when it wasn't the woman would be punished yes because it's 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 your fault for making him rape you Mm -hmm. for making him debase himself i would definitely call it you know coercive rape so the the guy that we're referring to is ernest knight um he is the employer of lena so after okay so we should say let's go okay so when she was 20 um, that was when she started uh making a a living by being an entertainer of gentlemen with a friend of hers uh the the cops found out and uh busted it up real quick when they found out that uh these women were entertaining white men yeah they otherwise they wouldn't have cared they wouldn't have cared they'll continue probably they could pay them off or whatever but also the fact is is that it's a small town so um cuthbert um i think i'm saying it right has pretty much always had a population around three thousand to four thousand people so it's a small town which is like two blocks of los angeles right (laughs) exactly like it's here (laughs) it's here to run in canyon not even (laughs) um but it's so small i have no doubt that the police who arrested her for this and you know they were they were involved they were involved they knew the men who were there using the services Mm -hmm. of these ladies and it was i i feel like this woman has been used as an example multiple times because what happened is she went to a work camp after she was arrested for sex work and then she when she got out she was obviously ostracized by the white community right also an alcoholic became an alcoholic Because the the black community of her town was like, we're not fucking with you no more. Mm-hmm. We're done with you. You can't do this. So what happens? She just starts drinking really heavily. I mean, I I I would say I've drank for much for much less. <laughs> oh man, don't even let me get my feelings hurt. And it's like, uh, three beers later. <laughs> so after she got out, uh, she was having a hard time finding work. Uh, so she took. The job that she could get, uh, which was uh, caring for Ernest Knight because he fell. He he broke. Some people say his leg. Some people say his hip. Who knows what the actual injury was? Could have been a mixture of both. Yeah. Um, I, I'm assuming he was uh, an older gentleman because yeah. it's not that easy to break a hip as a as a youngin. I think if Maybe I... Maybe in his 50s or 60s. Yeah. I read that he was like at least 20 years her senior. Mm-hmm. So when she started working for him, she was in her late 30s early 40s and so he was probably in his like 60s or 70s and he had a reputation as for being a a dick and this is in a town where probably lots of men are dicks Mm -hmm. and uh, he was particularly dickish uh he, he used to be a farmer he failed at how do you fail at farming i mean in the south and this isn't even like during the gr- the dust bowl like uh-huh. this is like there's no excuse for this he shouldn't have failed <laughs> and uh he was a gun guy he always had a gun on him which i think it says a lot because he after he like like failed as a farmer he became a um a grist mill owner what's a grist mill a grist mill is like they take grain and they turn it into flour or cereal okay they basically like grind up grain okay so my question is are why are you as somebody who deals in flour, 
like having to he wore a gun all the time like what kind of like grimy grist mill operation are you actually running that you need to be strapped 24 7 do you think he was he was uh making he was selling barley to like bootleggers or something who knows? I mean, I think it's very, I just think it's very odd. And I think it says a lot about him as a person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, like it, any, uh, even in the m- modern days, I mean, there are a lot of people who, who concealed carry. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into how I feel about that. Cause it's, 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 uh, there's no time for nuance. Uh, mm-hmm. but the people who wear, who wear it out Outside of their clothes, mm-hmm. where the people always have a visible holster, and they're not a fucking detective, yeah, in a in a serial, uh, a procedural drama. television show. Yeah, <laughs> if you're not on SVU, wrap that shit up. Yeah, hide it, dog. Yeah, it says a lot about that. Uh, it's the kind of person I I don't want to have a close relationship with because yeah. God forbid you make them mad. Yeah, I mean it, it to where it's very like old timey Western to like, like I'm at the spur of a moment ready, ready for a shootout, like (laughs) a gunsling and fight. It's like, calm down. Can't we just like have a cup of coffee and like talk it out? Whatever happened and just chatting about it, you Uh know, or just do like what a lot of people do and just talk about somebody behind their back. Like just be shady instead. even have a good old fashioned fist fight. No one has fist fights anymore. Yeah. And you know, like fighting used to be fun. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, like <laughs> men would fight at the drop of a hat because it was just it was a fight. Right. And well, pretty, chances were no one no one was chances were no one was going to die. No one was going to die. You're just going to get beat up. Your ego might get bruised. Yeah. You know, we need to bring on. back good old fashioned fist fights. Yeah. Leave the weapons at home. Here, here. Yeah. I will say I do like it on the internet when I see people drunk fighting or actually not <laughs> even on the internet, but like in real life, like uh-huh. drunk people fighting. I'm like, yes. Yeah. This is great. It's, it's nice, you know, but then people get bottles involved and all kinds uh, of crazy shit. Nice. It's horrible. Yeah. Anyway, so this guy was a real son of a bitch. And uh, allegedly, he would uh, ply her with alcohol in exchange for sex. Which, you know, is by its very nature manipulative. Yeah, knowing that she's has a, a problem. A drinking problem to then give her her drug of choice and then like... Yeah, it's that's so. It wasn't really like I'll give you alcohol and you give me sex, or was it you have a problem? Let me give you alcohol, and then when you're drunk, I'm gonna fuck you, which is rape. Yeah, I don't know. It's not clear by the documents because also it should be noted that her side of the story never came out. We never really heard from her. She didn't even have any witnesses at her trial. We'll get to that later. But Yeah. yeah, she never, she never got to to have her truth represented at any point and also i don't think the language around rape and consent Mm -hmm. is the same that we have now so i'm sure if she were in her you know alive and around this was happening today it would have been a much different situation right like i think she could have put language to what was happening and Mm -hmm. i have a hard time believing that it was fully all the way consensual all the time i have a hard time believing that it wasn't violent often mm-hmm. um and uh, just because even on the just on the sheer fact that they're shit face drunk a lot together and the power to imbalance completely power imbalance and like they're like they develop a reputation in the town for being together like it's this like open secret that everyone knows that he's um having sex with his help basically right and it's a scandal and whatever 
also his his son um everyone hated it everyone knew about it and everyone hated it and yeah. she would routinely get threats his son would beat her yeah like one time um i guess he i have a quote from him actually from because he got to speak at his father's trial but not the woman herself um but her, his son eugene knight said at the trial I took her and beat her until I just did leave life in her. Till I just did leave life in her. That's crazy. So he, th- what happened was um, his son was so upset by this relationship. He tries to take his dad out of the situation, moves him to Tallahassee, Florida, thinking that this distance would keep them apart. But instead, what ended up happening is she was like, oh, we're moving. We're going to Florida. <laughs> I've always I hate Georgia. Let's go. Let Tallahassee. Nice. Um, so they like, let's go to the landlocked part. Isn't Tallahassee landlocked? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it is. But it's kind of like my whatever. Um, so they go there and um, he beats her so severely that she gets really scared and she ends up coming back to Georgia, freaked out. And then dad follows her back goes back jesus and and who knows again just just on that little anecdote that's what makes me go was she running and he was following her yeah but the way that she did at one point say that you know he would do that like he would come to her house and like and not leave and not leave and just be like a an ominous force there being like you have to come with me to the grist mill (laughs) gross Ugh. so uh eventually he he came to her house one night and wouldn't leave um he was really drunk mm-hmm. uh she he was thought that she her, could buy right? some time and yeah. so she was like oh can give me some money so i can go get a drink and and uh she went to the bar and stayed at the bar long enough that she would think that he got sick of waiting for her and uh would leave she went back home he was still there Right. And and just to kind of put it in perspective here, like her options were um, go with him to the grist mill or run away. And so what she ended up doing that night in particular, this was in April 29th or 30th. 30th. Yeah. Uh, 1944. So instead of going with him to the house, she walks with him going towards the house and then she freaking runs away and goes and sleeps at a convict camp so a big thing in georgia it's still happening today throughout the south where they will have it's slavery (laughs) yeah they have inmates on literal the chain chain gang the chain gang is still a thing out there um you know doing farming work we do we make them fight fires out here that's what we yeah i mean it's horrifying (laughs) like what anyways it's just you know it's it's slavery by another name but so instead of go like she would rather be with the chain gang with convicted felons hanging out with them risking her safety and life outside sleeping outside in the woods of georgia with all them damn mosquitoes and cicadas then go with this white man this drunk white man to his house like those were her options you know what i mean so she you know she sleeps out there the whole night the next morning she's like let me let me go to the mill because he's probably not going to be there but he is, which you know, I mean, he does live there. I just want to say, I'm not trying I don't to know like, where she thought he would be. Maybe she thought that he would still be waiting at her house. Oh, he probably, she probably thought that, yeah, he was that like, makes she's got to come home sometime. Mm-hmm. That's probably how she thought he was thinking. But 
he uh, was a, a crafty asshole. So one of his things that he would do is is he would. This is why it's like unclear about their relationship because sometimes he would like beat her, get her drunk. They would have sex, or he would rape her, depending on the circumstances. Um, and then he would um, hold her captive in the mill. Yeah, for he hours, would, for sometimes hours, all day, days, and basically kept her as an enslaved person, barricaded her in the in the mill. So on this particular day, he barricaded her all day. She got sick of being in there, rightfully so, and he was gonna barricade her again with and and like just to put it in in your mind about what this barricade looks like. It's like those old fashioned like. You know, like on like my like Monty Python or whatever, like mm-hmm. an old school castle where it would be this like huge that metal bar thing that bar. goes over the door. Yeah. And yeah. it has like these two little hooks on either side of the door frame yeah. with this large metal bar. Yeah. So he had one of those on the mill to keep her in, to keep her captive in the home. <laughs> so That's crazy. So she goes to like leave. He argues with her. He goes to pick up this metal bar off the door and he's gets to swinging at her. He's going to hit her with it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, somehow uh, his gun goes off and uh, shoots him in the head. Yeah. I mean, she they probably I mean, it's my understanding that he wore a shoulder holster. Yeah. So his gun was like right here next to his chest. And so I'm sure she just, you know, she said they tussled. With Anything could have happened. Yeah. I, I think, you know. She definitely like acted in in self defense. Mm-hmm. She that same night she didn't go to the sheriff's immediately. She actually went to the coroner, uh, the local coroner, I think. Yeah, uh, she went to that to the house house of the coroner, right? Because it's a small country town, you know. Mm-hmm. Probably his business was on site at the same place that he lived and worked. You know what I mean? Uh, like that's mm-hmm. what I think. Yeah. Um, and she confessed to the crime. Um, then she went home. She was also shit face drunk also, by the way. Yeah. Um, because the sheriff picked her up that night, but he was like, let me give you some time to dry sleep off this, this liquor. And yeah. he took her home and let her sleep for two days. Yeah. I mean, that's how much alcohol was in her system. Yikes. <laughs> Which I, I think says a lot about the circumstances. Like if you don't have tools to cope with what's happening to you which is you're being captive held in a freaking hot sweaty dark barn basically yeah i mean yeah i think no I friends would, no, no family friends, no support system nobody knows you're there yeah i think i would probably be getting drunk too yeah no yeah. phones no way no to way like, to communicate to let anybody know that you were there in the middle of a, a farm yeah in georgia so uh, so she told everyone where the body was, and eventually uh, the police came and picked her up, and uh, word started to spread that a white man, who no one liked even, they no one liked him, his ass. <laughs> but that was trumped by the fact that uh, he was killed by a black lady. And they're like, well, what do we hate more than Ernest Knight? Black people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So they were on his side. It's so wild. Again, it's sort of like sometimes it comes up where people will be like, well, are you a a black person or your gender first? And it's like, "Mm, don't forget I'm black first. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think that in this case, 
if she were a white woman, it would have been a different outcome completely. Oh yeah, and we've we've uh, Anjet. Mm. Uh, what was that? I forget Anjet's last name, but she owned a restaurant in Georgia, and uh, she poisoned the shit out of her husband. Was not repentant, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't kill her. They wouldn't kill her. Why? Because she was a pretty white lady. Yeah. Who just been turned around, right? Like mm-hmm. she was just having a rough go of it, or what? However they spend it, I'm, I'm almost positive to be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, she was, she was sad, and she, she was needed the she money. She on hard times. See, that's what happened. <laughs> How else is a dame gonna get insurance money? Right. So she had children to feed. You see. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, Lena had three kids. Yeah. Who knows where they were at this time? But she had three kids, and. Uh, she stood trial in August 14th, 1944. So four, four months after the murder happened was when she went to trial. She was in jail up until then. And she was convicted by an all-white, all-male jury because black people were not allowed to serve on juries. Neither were women. Right. And we should also note that, again, she hasn't left Randolph County, which is the county that cult birth is in and and it should also be noted that basically since the civil pre-civil war when it was like a lot of cotton plantations were there Mm -hmm. the population in that city has always been more black people than white people and i think they just wanted to make an example of her like you black people and in in less nice words are not going to start killing us it was a safety issue because i think even still like white people in in Cuthbert only make up like twenty five percent of the population. It is like seventy or eighty percent black people. Wow! And it has always been. Um, and normally, murder trials are um, very purposefully held in a different county right. than the murder occurred in, so that the jury is not biased. Right. Because also, remember this woman has a reputation for being a sex worker who specialized in sleeping with, with white men, with white men. Mm -hmm. How many men on those jury actually were a client or knew of her services or their dad, their brother, they knew someone, somebody was probably shamed that they knew in their immediate, you know, family, friends, whatever, by having used her services you know, right. I mean, wh- how do we know that these men just weren't taking it? Because also, by the way, her trial was all of one day. Yeah. It was like a four-hour trial. An afternoon, yeah. Barely an afternoon. They they, they, they were like, we're hungry. Let's just con- convict her so we can go to we lunch. We have mac and cheese and fried chicken waiting for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like greens. Uh, we're just really not trying to... With some cornbread pudding that oh. we'd like to attend to. Um, but the jury only deliberated like 30 minutes. Yeah. An all-white jury. And come to find out, um, she could have been charged with with manslaughter. But the judge, by the way, and I mean, I guess the, the DA is who decides what charges are actually going to be sure. deliberated. Um, but this judge was a nicknamed uh, two, two, two guns. pistol. Two guns. Something like that. Two pistols, yeah. yeah. Because like two chains, two guns. Because <laughs> he literally kept two fucking pistols on his desk. In the courtroom. Well, do you know why he did that? Because prior to him being a judge, he was uh, a cowboy and he killed. He did. He he took part in 10 uh, shoot em up shootouts at high noon in the Southwest and killed like like duels, duels. Jesus. And he killed multiple people. <laughs> so this man is now a judge it's in the state of Georgia. 
Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that was the judge and that was the jury. And uh, they had the option to let her plead uh, not guilty to manslaughter, which would have given her a 15-year sentence at most. Right. But they decided she needed to die, and she didn't get to testify. Right. She didn't even get to testify in her own trial. She didn't get to have any witnesses called on her behalf, not not even character witnesses to describe what type of person she was. Right. So basically all the jurors and the spectators in the in that courtroom heard was that she was an alcoholic sex worker who was taking care of this poor white man. He was oh he was disabled. He was disabled and she killed him. Not that she was being held captive mm-hmm. against her will and plied with alcohol, drugged, yeah, and forcibly made uh forcibly raped by this person on more than one occasion repeatedly. Um you know, she also had a public defender because, again, she's poor and she's black. This is something that a lot of I mean, I couldn't afford my own attorney. If yeah. I were to go to court today, I couldn't afford it. You I, know what I mean? I would, I would have be, to hope that Twitter would would come through. I mean, your followers are pretty good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You got a you got a pretty steep follow count. I think you'll be fine. But yeah, so they you know, they um, she had a public defender who was going to try to you know, appeal this decision. Then he quit. Then he quit. And I, and I got to wonder again, this is a lot of conjecture because we literally don't know, but because it's, again, it's a town of like 3,500 people. It is a small percentage of white people with a mostly black community that they're making an, an example of Lena. Yeah. I wonder who pressured or who convinced that public defender to stop like protecting this woman's oh, like, like a time to kill. Remember that? Yeah. Oh man, I still remember that movie. I can't believe they let me see that in theaters as a child. I was so traumatized. I mean, listen, they also let us watch like Leprechaun and all this stuff that we were not supposed to see. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, he was probably he was probably getting bricks thrown but through his window by the clan and shit. One hundred percent I think he was pressured to stop um working with Lena Baker. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't too long. Like, how long after? Uh, I think it was just a couple of months between her being sentenced and her being executed. She was sent to Old Sparky, Ugh. which is the name of the electric chair that Georgia... They still that's have it on actually, the, They named, they named the it fucking Old chair? Sparky. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. That's so disturbing. It's horrifying. And also, just to kind of put it in perspective, I, I, I am from Texas, which... Um, they they love to kill they people they love executing people like since the 1820s texas has um executed uh 1300 or more people a lot of uh developmentally uh disabled people children Ugh, all kinds of things yeah. um and a lot of people who were not given fair trials yeah, and, who were and later pardoned pardoned or point? found through dna that they weren't even the one who committed the crime etc it's terrifying it's horrifying and and texas um you know that year i think they had executed like 100 150 people georgia had only throughout its history has only executed less than like 100 200 You know what I mean? Just to kind of show the scope of it. And Lena was the only woman sent to the chair uh, and and put on, you know, electrocuted. They Um, didn't even uh, she didn't she didn't even get a headstone. She got buried in an unmarked grave behind her family's um, church, the Mount Vernon Baptist Church there in Cuthbert. I just want to share this quote. Her last words 
what I done, I did in self-defense or I would have been killed myself. Where I was, I could not overcome it. God has forgiven me. I have nothing against anyone. I picked cotton for Mr. Pritchard and he has been good to me. I am ready to go. I am one in the number. I am ready to meet my God. I have a very strong conscience. And then it took less than six minutes and she was pronounced dead within six minutes of them That's starting. That's a long ass time. I'm sure. That's it doesn't take like that long. Like the least fucking humane way to, to kill someone. Again, she was just made an example of because of her occupation, because of her stature, because of her race, because of her gender. Yeah. And frankly, probably because they they couldn't face the fact that this dude was like a rapist. And like, yeah. you know, we see it now. This This story still happens today. This happened... Not even a hundred years ago, it happened in the forties. But we see it with like Sintona Brown. I'm, am I missing Sintoya Brown? Brown yeah, yeah, she just got a. She, she, she just got released. She just got released. She spent what a good fifteen years in in prison. She spent a lot of time in prison for. Um, At sixteen years old, she she killed a man in self defense who was her trafficker. Uh, yeah, people were saying, "Oh, she was a prostitute." No, she was sixteen. She was a child, a victim. <laughs> She yeah. can't even consent legally to have sex. Yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, we are seeing that change, but like this is not a new story for mm-hmm. American justice, for black people to not get a fair trial, for women and sex workers to be given, given like harsher, you know, uh, sentencing and uh, for crimes that their white counterparts commit. Yeah. I mean, there's still there's still black people in jail for for uh, weed. And white people are thriving in the right? cannabis industry. Cannabis industry is what they call it now. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that when it was just black people selling fucking dime bags on the corner, fucking corner boys out there? It wasn't called the cannabis industry then, was it? It wasn't until the early 2000s. Yeah, 2005. That, first of all, that she got, she got a headstone. Uh, yeah. A bunch of people from a church raised money. Um, just, and it was just a couple hundred dollars. Cause that's, that's how poor her family was. That, yeah. I mean, that was a lot of money to even have a headstone. So they raised enough money to, to mark her grave and also to start a petition, uh, to have her posthumously pardoned. Yeah. And, and she was by the, um, board of, uh, pardons and paroles, she was pardoned. And basically they said, we're not saying she's innocent. She did kill somebody, but she would have, she should have been tried for manslaughter, yeah. not capital murder. Yeah. Um, so she got an unconditional pardon, which, uh, fucking great. Yeah. It doesn't help. Yeah. It doesn't help her family. It doesn't help her children. Who saw their mom unjustly done away with? Yeah, uh, her greatest crime. I don't know. Again, was it that she's black? Was it that she was a sex worker? Was it that she was poor? Who knows? Ugh. Which one was it? Obviously, all three. But I mean, right? You know. So, uh, Lena Baker. That was her story. If you want to see more about her, there's a few movies. Um, none of them look good. Can well, I say I like watching. But Tichina Arnold, Tichina Arnold is is a uh, is legit, right? Yeah, I mean just the writing. That I saw from, like one of the trailers, and yeah. I was like, oh, this is horrifying. Uh, well, watch it. Let us know if you think it's if you think the Lena Baker story from two thousand eight is any good. I need to watch it. Um, there was just like one scene where like. Ernest was there and he's like, ah, 
am a white man. <laughs> and I was like, who wrote this? Aww. People don't, human beings don't speak like that. What yeah. the hell? And it's such a shame because it's such a powerful story right. um, about our justice system, our injustice system, as it should Ooh. be called. I want to see Ava. I would love to see Ava story. do this one. I would love to see it. You know, there's still people alive who knew her wow. and knew the people involved and were called. I think they were called as witnesses during that parole he- hearing for her, too, wow. if I'm not mistaken. They could have been called uh, as witnesses for the original trial. Correct. No one bothered. Right. Uh, who do you think would play her? It could play her today. See. I'm really thinking about it. OK, so I actually would like to see um, Taraji P. Henson. Mm. Or, you know, I want to see a heavy hitter play You want to see her stretch? Yeah, because here's the thing. I, 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 she's an older woman. She's but also, I want, to, I, want her to, I want to see, like, a sizable woman play her. Was she very big? Or? No, she was, she was uh, I mean, she spent her whole life working. So mm-hmm. she, was, she was, like, a stocky Stacked. woman. Yeah, built. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, oh, who would you like, like to see? An, like an Octavia Spencer? I would love to see Octavia. Although she oh, might she be played a, little, a maid already. Yes. So that might be like a little bit of typecasting. It is. And also she's maybe too old to play her now. Because this woman mm. was like in her late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. It's horrible that the only photo that exists of her is a mugshot. mugshot and yeah. she is wearing her glasses and she yeah. has a scarf on so, her head. So you can't really see her. Yeah. Ah, that's so messed up. Yeah. It's yeah, like literally the, the only, only photo that exists. Because I mean, her. think about it. Like she's poor from the South. You know, yeah, she survived by three children. There's no, no one t- talks about in any of the articles that she was married or had a husband or anything like that. Yeah, it's a shame. So her legacy is Ugh. just this. Where do we go from here? How do I? How do we end here? This is so fucking heavy. I know. Normally, there's a. I mean, we we interjected some some lightness, but it's still like. Uh, oftentimes when we talk about um, these women, it's uh, either someone who is still in jail, mm-hmm. um, someone who, who died in jail after actually having committed the crime, mm-hmm. or, or someone who's out on parole <laughs> mm-hmm. and hope they don't Google themselves. Right. Uh, I'm sure they do. I'd like to know if what Squeaky From thinks about all the... Uh, you know, she's like depicted in the new Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time. And I would, oh, uh-huh. I'm sure she has opinions about that. Oh, yeah. She seems a really dirty person in that movie, <laughs> like filthy. Ugh. Fucking Tarantino. That's true. I would like to see him not. I mean, the thing is, is he's a fucking dirtbag mm-hmm. and he's disgusting. Um, but I will never. There's never going to be another, a better fight scene. Then the scene um, between the fucking bride and uh, and uh, Vivica. Oh yeah, in the, the, in the house Bella. in Pasadena. Yes. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, I always wanted to see a sequel of the little girl once she grew up yes. because she like directly threatens her there, Uma Thurman. She's like, "When you grow up, yeah. and if you have a problem, you come and find me." And I'm like, I would love to see that. I want to see. I want to see that movie, but not directed by Tarantino. <laughs> right. Well, I so want to see a woman do that. Do that movie justice. Supposedly, he's he has one more film, and then he's done. He's not going to make movies anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. He's done enough. <laughs> he really, he really has. He's he's made some good movies, and he's also hurt people. So. Yeah. Yes, fact. Fact, in fact, in fact. He's going to retire and uh, look at feet pics on the internet full time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a friend of a friend 
uh, was paid a couple hundred bucks by him to like let him deep throat her foot oh. at a party. <laughs> so there's a little bit of Hollywood trivia for oh, you. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. But also cheap. Yeah. I mean, listen, if I'm just out and about and I just like, you know, someone wants to put my foot in their mouth. I mean, hey. Listen. I mean, if you're a millionaire, you could at least drop a G on the. Yeah. I know somebody who recently got, DFT. got paid like uh like several thousand dollars for yeah. doing uh like personalized foot uh, stuff I'd, I'd for fuck somebody. With some, I'd fuck with some foot foot porn. Yeah. I'd do foot come on. There's I, I there's there's nothing to be shameful about. No one's seeing you naked. Right, exactly. Unless you're self conscious about your feet, then Right. But even then My don't feet be, are gross though, and some people are into that. They people I mean like they're, they're not feet. disgusting. I just have weird they're just weird. I have weird toes. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. But somebody would be into it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. There's a market out there. <laughs> so if anyone, anyone wants to pay me for pictures of my feet uh, or pictures of my cat's feet, anyone into cat feet? Actually, cat I Cat feet do, are adorable. I do like to watch. Okay. So there's like, I'm just trying to like find a way to like make this not so heavy, yeah. but there's like a whole like sector of like cats sitting on glass on the internet. Oh yeah. And they look like pancakes. They are so, it's so cute because like all their fluff pancakes. is on the side and their little two little paws are like boop boop or they're four i'm sorry they have four paws i don't know why i'm thinking they have two but (laughs) i own a cat i should know she has four paws um but yeah it's wild uh well okay i mean how do you how do you feel after doing that (laughs) i feel um i I feel a little anxious yeah (laughs) but uh you know we gotta we gotta we it's good to talk about to talk about the stories that where, where justice is served and also the stories where it's not, mm-hmm. it's got to talk about the miscarriages of justice because this mm-hmm. happened a while ago, um, almost a hundred years ago and it's still happening. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very upsetting. Uh, I'm, I think we do have to talk about it so that we can, uh, learn from the past and also not delete what actually happened. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's so much um, deletion and and like oh that's fake or that didn't happen or like twisting of the truth that I think the the more we can get real with the facts of things that we can change them right I mean let's not even not to not to turn this into something much longer but I mean the fact is there are there are people who are old enough to vote now who don't think the Holocaust actually happened that's because wild. they weren't taught about it in school wild they, not that they don't believe it happened they don't know about it. Mm. When someone says the word, it means absolutely nothing to them. So crazy. So that's why we do this. Yeah. Madison, thank you so much for talking to me. Thanks for having me, Kai. This is dope. You just listened to episode 25 of Women Who Kill. You guys, if you like the show, definitely stop by iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. It helps a lot. helps new people find the show. And if you want to support with your dollars, stop by patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash K-A-I-C-H-O-Y-C-E. Join the women who Illuminati. Get free things, bonus content. It's worth it. Also, uh, the most recent 10 episodes of the show will always be free on iTunes. All the other episodes you can find in the VIP archives on Patreon. So tell a friend. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.